0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sidious Mag Podcast. I'm Chris Chavez, and this is my show where I chat with some of the biggest names on the track, on the roads, within the coaching ranks, and across the running industry. Our guests sit down and open up in depth to share their experiences, brilliant insights, and vivid snapshots from their professional and personal accomplishments within the sport. The presenting sponsor of the Sidious Mag Podcast is Olipop. We've been pounding Olipop for months now, and our gut health has never been better. We all know the trepidation that runners have had for years about drinking soda. Olipop calls itself a new kind of soda. It's a delicious and healthy alternative whether you're a runner, a fitness enthusiast, or just someone who wants to make better choices. Olipop is the perfect drink for you. Olipop is a low-sugar, low-calorie beverage that is packed with prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fibers that nourish your microbiome and supports digestive health. It comes in a variety of tasty flavors like vintage cola, strawberry vanilla, lemon lime, banana cream. My favorite flavor is tropical punch. Sidious Mag podcast listeners get 25% off non-subscription orders while using code SIDIUS25 at checkout on drinkolipop.com. You can also find Olipop at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Target, Walmart, Publix, and other retailers. So the next time that you're looking for a refreshing and healthy drink after that long run or hard workout, reach for an Olipop. You won't be disappointed. Drinkolipop.com, code SIDIUS25. This is a bonus episode that complements our interview with Caitlin Tuohy, who has decided to forego the remainder of her NCAA eligibility to turn professional and has signed a contract with Adidas. We chatted with coach Lori Hennis just a few weeks after leading the Wolfpack to their third consecutive NCAA cross-country title. Hennis and Toey are just two of the faces behind the women's cross-country dynasty that resulted in those trophies along with NCAA regional titles and ACC titles. In addition to the team's success, Hennis has also overseen Tui's training for four individual NCAA titles and three collegiate records. So as one chapter closes for the duo, another one begins, Tui has decided to remain under Hennis' guidance going into the Olympic year. In this episode, we'll talk about Caitlin's legacy at NC State, how Coach Hennis oversaw her development, and what's coming next. Without further ado, here is Coach Lori Hennis. All right, and now we're joined by Coach Lori Hennis. Coach, how's uh, everything been, I guess, since the the team celebrations have kind of calmed down? You know, indoor season's already getting started, so where are we at with the team?
1: You know, obviously we had um, a lot going on the last couple weeks of the cross-country season, and so right now we're just really trying to get everybody back healthy and recovered, and um, so it's been a bit of of a journey over the last couple weeks, but I think, uh, there was just so much emotion that went into all of that. And I think everyone's just kind of finally in a little bit of a down period where they can just kind of take some recovery. And some people had some forced recovery. <laughs> um, so there's might be a little bit earlier, um, you know, getting back into it. But, yeah, I think it's, we're finally in a, in a place where we can, like, reflect on it and, and just be – you know, really grateful that we were able to do what we did. And, you know, it's not, you think things seem so different, right. If it's a one point difference, but, but it really wasn't like, I, I think the team and the coaching staff were just so proud of what everyone was able to do, whatever that result was, you know, it ended up being that um, we were able to pull out the victory, but I think that just what they did on that day, everybody was so happy with if it had turned out a different way, I think they still would have been, um, pretty happy with how they ran for each other and how 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 they responded
0: caitlin was able to give us quite a bit of a detailed like kind of behind the scenes of how things were going for her just kind of getting sick before getting to charlottesville or starting to feel it there and then ultimately having to reshift her own sort of goals when it comes to you know her her own race versus like a team race it was always about the team and doing whatever it took to um deliver on that victory and 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 be as low of a stick as possible for them for you i guess like you know how hard was that to kind of manage over the course of like the two weeks leading up to NCA? As you have, you know, Kelsey ruled out, and then after that, you know, there's several members of the team getting sick. You know, was it the most stressful NCA cross country championships go- that you'd ever gone into?
1: Well, yes and yes, because it was for a longer time beforehand. I don't know how much she mentioned 21, 2021, but Kelsey got on that plane. With a, uh, or the day right before the play had a, like 102 fever. Um, Hannah Hannah Steelman got bit by a spider at a hotel was streaking up towards her heart. It, so 2021 was stressful in its own <laughs> way as well. Um, but this was just kind of drawn out. I mean, I know a lot of teams deal with it, right? Like a lot of people get sick that time of year. But we, we had to hold Leah Stevens out of um, regionals at the last minute. We had to hold Hannah Gapes out of regionals at the last minute. And it was just kind of one of those things where – you were waiting for the next shoe to drop, you know, and I thought, I think that we thought we had avoided anyone else getting sick, you know, and even Caitlin, I think on the way, um, you know, the, the night before and going into the day before was like, no, 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 it's probably like the air conditioning in the hotel. It's probably this. And, you know, it's, uh, it's when she jogged the course on Friday, she thought she felt better and all those things. So it, yeah, it was just, um, You know, the the Kelsey thing in the the middle of all of that other stuff going on um, this season, it it was quite a bit, but we've we've always said it the last couple of years, you know, things don't have to be perfect. I don't know that anyone in our top five would say that they had the most amazing individual race. I don't know that, I don't think anyone would, Um, but sometimes that's the team part of the sport that everyone loves. You know, if you put together a good enough day um, with everyone, just giving everything they've got, sometimes it works out.
0: The interesting thing with Caitlin that I asked her about was, you know, going from 11th at one point to then moving back up to sixth and to fifth. And I was wondering, I was like, because you don't know like, you know, what's going through an athlete's head until, you know, you ask them afterwards and there's so many people to keep track of. I was like, did someone shout like from the sidelines, like how, what place you were in or like how many spots you had to make up? Like what motivated her to find that sort of extra gear to dig deep and, you know, in addition to hearing from one of the many NC State fans on the sidelines of just that the team was winning, she did say, like, you were going crazy at, at, like, 5K, and she rarely sees that out of you. What overcame you with emotion, kind of, at that at that race that, you know, it got something out of her, you know, to really rally, but for you, what were you going through?
1: So, you know, it's just so different nowadays, right? Like, you can have this in real time, and I you know, pulled it up after, I guess, the 4K split. And, um, you know, kind of in my mind, I thought, I, I knew I could tell Leah and Grace were struggling, but I also knew what Sam Bush would do, <laughs> which is, you know, something you just say, like, oh, I just knew Sam Bush would pass 14, 15 people, which is, you know, something you don't get all the time. But, like, I, I was kind of thinking, well, we're leading, we're going to lose spots, but we're going to gain spots, you know? And when I saw Caitlin, and uh, I, I don't know if she told you this, but I, I said I was torn... Because you know, I mean, she's been with striver as close. I could tell how much she was struggling, but between saying like almost it's okay to stop and hey, we can still win, and um, and that we are still winning, and so I I went with the latter, and um, she said that she said it was the best thing and the worst thing she ever heard in her life at the same time. <laughs> so, um, but you know, being able to. And i I didn't really realize till later that she'd fallen back to 11th and then got those people back at the end. And uh, yeah, I think that that just speaks to how important the team is to her and, um, you know, what she was able to do. And, and again, like she, I know she was, Hey, not just her, I mean, like Sam and, and Amaris and, and Leah holding on having, she, Leah had been struggling, um, for weeks with being sick and, and, and managed to have that race as well. So I think that it, it just, it does just show you what kind of teammate Caitlin is. I, I think that the the team aspect of it is just so important to her. And she knew that, as she said in the press conference, you know, she knew that everybody else was giving their all and she wanted to make sure she did the same thing.
0: So the lasting image we have from that race, which ultimately now is Caitlin's final race in an NC state uniform is immediately afterwards. She looks up at the scoreboard runs towards you and you two embrace, I guess, that moment I mean is the perfect sort of exclamation point to Caitlin Toohey's NC state career how do you kind of reflect on you know the entire time that she put in there
1: yeah I, I'm neither one of us are particularly emotional people so um, I don't I don't know exactly you know where that came from but I think that uh, she had just put everything out there and I think it is just kind of it does say a lot about her her career in general. Um, you know, she came in struggling, uh, had having been hurt at the end of high school, and I think that I'm just so grateful that what this program was able to do is help her be able to get back, and um, that she has those types of teammates and support here that she was able to to come back off of you know the, a, a disappointing end to her high school career, and and just be able to have the. The career she's had here at NC State, you know, I know some of the last individual things obviously weren't what she was hoping for, or what what we thought could have happened. But for her to be able to end it on a team championship, I think that looking back, you know, um, that will that will mean a lot to her, and it means so much to our program and and to the to the staff and everyone at NC State.
0: What do you remember, I guess, about recruiting Caitlin Tui and like the the first time you know that popped up as as a possibility. she shared that you know it was conversations with with Kelsey and her family and her coach about you know what the program's future would look like and and the high hopes that that they had and that she ultimately wanted to to be part of that. but how do you remember those first couple conversations?
1: like you said, someone at her level in high school. I don't know that there had been anything like that in high school. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right, as a, you know, I guess junior in high school. Um, But it was, I think, evident in our early conversations that she was looking for the team aspect of this. And, you know, having had just brought Kelsey in um, to have two people at that level. You know, I I understand a lot of people are looking for that. But I think that like what they were able to bring to this program with their outlook and, and everything, both of them being so team oriented and, and then bringing Sam in and, you know, winning, winning three in a row is, is great. We have, we have had a core three people, the same all of those years, which I think is, I don't know, you know, what's happened on the other teams that have three peated, but to have the same people involved in all of those for us has just been amazing. And I think, it, it really was evident early that, you know, you sometimes you have these conversations, you're talking about what you can do for someone individually and what level you can get them to. And, and certainly that was a factor for Caitlin, obviously. But um, just what struck me is, I think, how much she was looking forward to being at nationals with a team. You should, she'd been in an extent I think, with the team once and then individually all the other times. And just she knew the difference of, like, what it meant to be at those meets with your teammates and we've even been able to do it you know have a lot of our teammates with her in track and field too and so i mean you know the next step is different you know it's not you're never going to find the same thing even in a, a a pro team aspect or anything like that where you're all putting on the same uniform and trying to win the same national championship right it's uh there's nothing like that. I ran professionally. I think that there's just nothing like NCAA Cross. I think a lot of pro athletes would say the same thing. Um, I know in talking to a lot of the the pro women that I know, they're like, man, there's just nothing like trying to win a team title uh, with your best friends. And so I'm super grateful that we were able to provide that experience for, you know, Caitlin and Kelsey and Sam and all the women in the program now.
0: So when Caitlin came in, was she just very quick to just get in line with the rest of the team, with, with Kelsey and 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 with Sam, because, you know, there's sometimes, you know, even for you, I guess, taking on that challenge of like this star high school runner, there'd be some coaches who shy away from that challenge. It's like, oh, that's not for me. And others who would take it on, but really keep it individualized. But for you, the approach kind of was always, yeah, Caitlin's part of the team and she's going to train with everyone else and, and do everything that the team is doing. I guess, why did that work so well?
1: I think it's partially who was in the program. Um, you know, she... she and, and Also, she, she wasn't coming in at that level. She had built build back up. But I think that, again, her favorite things were running... The, like, the first thing we did was run a DMR. The first race she was able to get back into was leading off a DMR that was trying to get to nationals. And I do remember the first NCAA championships, the COVID, that she ran, she was definitely not in shape to be in the top 10 at 3K. And I'm like, ooh, how is this going to end? And she held on so well. We hadn't done enough stuff for her to finish. I think she finished, I can't remember, 20, something in the the 20s. And it was so impressive to me because when she's doing stuff for her team, you can just see how much she puts into it. And, and you know, she definitely hadn't done all of the training that we would have liked her to do going into that meet because she'd missed quite a bit of time. But she folded into the workouts just seamlessly. I mean, and still now, you know, even when she was running 424 and 835, like there were some things that we would pull off and do a little bit more at the end or slightly faster at the end. But again, we've been fortunate to have groups that she can do most of that with. And so she's, it's never been a, there's um, no, there, there's no, there's very little separation. Only when it's something I feel like she really needs to do to, you know, be successful nationally or, or like Olympic trials, those types of things. But she, she, she does. I mean, even now, 90% probably mm-hmm. of her training with other people in the program still. yeah, you know, Ellie was, Ellie was running decently, you know, well, when Caitlin got here. So it was pretty good group. It was, you know, Kelsey and, Ellie and Caitlin and I'm Mississippi and Sam was getting really good on the track at that point. And so it was pretty seamless. Yeah. I mean, she came here because she wanted that experience. And, uh, and like you said, sometimes I don't know, uh, like I said, almost no one's been at that level in high school, but when we, when we've brought high level people in, um, it's something we're I think pretty honest about in the recruiting process that that's what we would be looking for. You know, and I, I think it, it, works well in our program when people want to train with other people. And obviously there's, you know, you have to do things individually for people at a super high level, but most of the really high level recruits we bring in are, are very team oriented and that's what they're looking for in the experience.
0: I asked Caitlin that, you know, it's clear that one of her favorite parts of this whole experience was, was the team aspect and, and what she got out of being surrounded by these other talented women. What do you think the group got out of being around Caitlin?
1: you know you you talked about it at the very beginning and i think some people obviously they didn't know each other all that well the new yorkers did but i think some people expected something different from someone who'd been at caitlin's level in high school and what they got was you know someone <laughs> goofy like them that wants to play you know basketball in the off time and pickleball and board games and you know that they realized that Somebody running that fast is not any different. And but I think the other thing is, like, she's just a super hard worker and extremely consistent. And I think when people want to get to that next level, have that to have that example on the team all the time um, is something that's that's really helped us and really helps even our younger athletes right now. Um, so you, you could see from the aftermath of NCAAs this year how she pours her heart and soul into doing everything she can for her teammates and that just um when you have you know you can have people like that on the team and sometimes they're not the people leading the team on the course you know sometimes the the leaders are not your your highest level athletes but I think the thing that has helped push us you know to that point of being able to win three in a row is that we have great leaders who aren't in our top five as well, but the fact that almost all of our people in that group are also some of our best leaders is, I think, when you you know can make that next jump from being good to just being great.
0: Another element to it too is just how well she's handled all the extra stuff outside of you know the the track and the workouts. It's just you know, like you mentioned kind of before, the Sports Illustrated covers, the Instagram fan pages, the YouTube channels, and comments and message boards. All this extra stuff, like. You know, it, it can be a lot for people. And, and she shared a bit about, you know, how she tunes out some of that noise and how you've been there for her to check in on how she's feeling. What have you kind of observed and learned about just this current era? I mean, we've got high school kids signing NIL deals now, and some want, you know, the followers and likes and all this stuff. But is what, what I guess, have you learned from seeing just Caitlyn handle it so well that has translated to success on and off the track?
1: Yeah, I think we've learned a lot of that together, to be honest. And um, uh, early on, like right, right when she started racing again, and she felt like she was getting kind of overwhelmed with what people thought if she wasn't running, ex- you, know, high, you know, she wasn't opening up with the time she'd run in high school. We sat down and we said, look, you know, you've got to figure out the, uh, I, I think we said five or six most important people in your life and then only care about what they think, you know, and only focus on what they're telling you. And you've got to tune out the other stuff. You've got to trust um, you know, us and trust your teammates. And she was able to do that so well. I mean, it's it's hard. It's re- particularly hard for 18-year-olds or, you know, or when she was in high school for 16-year-olds, you know. But it she has been um, really fortunate even before she got here to have great people around her uh, to help her do that. You know, her parents and, and her high school coaches didn't let her get caught up in, you know, trying to do every single meet there was and and make every team, you know, in high school. They didn't try to make her have every experience you can when you're 16 or 17. And we've tried really hard to do the same thing here. And I think that's what she's been able to do really well um, over the last couple of years is you know know who you trust and you care what they think and you just can't really care uh, what other people think. You have to know that you're doing the right thing for you, that you're doing right by your teammates, your family and your coaches. And if you're doing that, then, you know, and you have the right people around you, it gets easier to tune other things out.
0: As we look ahead to now just, you know, her as a professional, like it's interesting because I, from the comments that she would make after some of these races, you could tell that she is such a good student of the sport that, you know, 2022 when she finished 13th at USA's she saw what it takes to you know how fast you have to close that 5k to make a team and so you know in the indoor season she would talk about just sharpening that speed and getting better at the mile and then sticking you know her nose in it when the 3k you know being up with you know the likes of an Alicia Monson and so she takes these she has these takeaways from these races and then applies them and we see you know her progression like seventh at USA's this year and so she's getting there for you as a coach how do you refine sort of that skill set that she has to continue, you know, moving in that positive direction.
1: I think she is maybe the best student of the sport I've ever worked with for sure. Um, She just, she'll get upset about things, but when she, when she takes the time to analyze it, she always comes up with what she needs to do next to get better. And, um, and then you know, and some people will see that, but then not necessarily always follow through exactly on it. Like, she sees it, she knows what she needs to do, and then she absolutely follows through on what she says she's going to do. And so I think that will serve her incredibly well for a long professional career. I think that I think that three seasons um, over, you know, four years in college is tough. It's a lot of racing, and it just doesn't necessarily, no matter how much you try to manage it, sometimes it just does not set you up the best um for U S nationals or Olympic trials or those types of things. So I think there's a lot of things that she and I are excited to do differently than what you do in the college system. And so, um, I think there's, there's a lot that we are looking forward to doing, um, without kind of the restrictions of, you know, regionals and nationals and all the ACC needs. I and mean, she loves that stuff. Um, and, and I think that she, has learned so much from being in that system and doing all those things. But I think it's, it's time to be able to do some different things that we want to do training wise, um, without having to worry about being in class, uh, without having to worry about racing again the next weekend. Yeah. She's been a trooper and run relays and all the meets that she, she's, that she thought would be important to run for NC state. But I think it's time to get a little bit bigger, um, training block and, and go into, some of these meets near the end of the season without so much racing under her belt.
0: My final question for you, coach Ennis is, you know, it's hard to miss someone when they're still around and you're still going to be working with them constantly, but is any part of you, I guess like, going to miss seeing her in that NC state uniform. And I guess like, you know, for the team, she's still going to be around too.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, this, this class of, of women that just finished in cross country. I and mean, I, I I was, Thrilled with how some of our freshmen did again. Nick, we had some, uh, we have some underclassmen running great. We have some great athletes coming in. I'm super excited uh, about where you know the future of this program. But to not have Caitlin and Kelsey and Sam, who've been here for that whole time with us in uniform next year, is yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough. And it feels felt a little bit like it's the end of that NCAA meet. But it's like oh, like it's a lot of people that I've been super close to for four to five years to, to be finishing up at, at least on the cross country side of it at the same time, but, um, they're all still around. And so it, it's something that will help the program, um, for years, but yeah, it's a, you know, she said it was a little sad, and, uh, you know, it, cause it's kind of almost unbelievable still that it worked out that way that they could go out with another championship with everything that happened. But, um, yeah, super grateful that we were you know able to provide that experience for them and that they were able to, um, do that for each other but yeah i mean we will miss her (laughs) immensely uh program wise she won't be you know practice every day all those types of things anymore so she will definitely be around and but it'll, it'll be a little bit different focus and i think um she and i are both super excited for that next step too
0: coach i appreciate you taking the time for this thanks so much thank you Thank you all for listening to this episode. This episode was produced by Jasmine Fair. I love doing this for you guys, so please do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify that helps us grow the show and get even more awesome guests. Let me know what you're enjoying about the show. Make sure you're subscribed or following on your favorite podcast players. Please share this episode with your friends if you think that they'll get any value or inspiration out of it. Let's build this thing together. Visit cityofsmack.com for a lot more. We've got a brand new website with tons more articles, videos, and podcasts. As always, I love track and field. I'm Chris Chavez. See you next time.